is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. So, this morning, as I said, we'd planned baby dedications. I will just sort of grab one and pray for them just to get in practice. <laughs> um, but once I knew we weren't going to do that this morning, I think, oh, what are we going to do this morning? And very quickly, I felt led to preach on a specific theme, which is what I'm going to preach on this morning, which is this. And if you're making notes this morning, this is your title for the preach. It's this, looking forward in uncertain times. Looking forward in uncertain times. Now, Adam's already talked about it being a new year, and maybe you're the sort of person who, who likes to make New Year's resolutions. You sort of look forward to the year ahead. It's, it's a time to do that, isn't it? You know, we, we tick over into a new year, and uh, maybe you started a new notebook for the year. I've started a new notebook for the year. Maybe, you know, you've got, <clears throat> now there's a new notebook for the year. Maybe you've got your new diary, whatever it might be. Maybe you've sort of looked back over previous weeks and uh, you, maybe over previous months even and you're thinking, you know, you're looking back over the year maybe and thinking, I wonder what's happened. You know, what might you want to do differently in, in the year ahead? What might you be looking forward to? Maybe you're the sort of person who has some clear plans and goals. Are you that sort of person? Maybe you've, you know, you've written out, this is what I want to achieve in 2022. It's 2023, isn't it? But maybe it's the same list that you wrote out in 2020 and that became 2021 and then it's become 2022. Anybody else there? Certainly if it's, a, if it's the sort of list that goes, I'd love to travel to dot, 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 or I'd love to go to, maybe it's the sort of list that you've, uh, I don't know, recycled, shall we say, into the new year. But maybe there's some new things. Maybe you feel stirred about accomplishing some things. Maybe you've got some exams on the horizon thinking, I'd love to get through those exams and gain a particular qualification. Or maybe there's some people that you want to see, places you'd like to go. Or maybe your dream is just to get through the next year without getting really sick. Maybe you're thinking, you know what, never mind big plans and goals. I just want to get through the next few months. Maybe you're more that sort of person. Well, listen, wherever you're at, this morning, what I want to do is to help you look forward with hope in uncertain times. Does that sound good? Okay, so let's pray, and uh, then we'll have a look at this subject together, and we'll uh, read some scripture together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to pray right now that you would speak to us. God, as we look at this subject together, looking forwards in uncertain times, we, we pray that you would stir our faith this morning. We pray, God, that you would speak to us. We pray that um, God's scripture would come alive to us. And Lord Jesus, this morning, you would stir our faith. You would strengthen us. God, would you come to us, please, by your Spirit now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Well, I think it's fair to say, isn't it, the times we're living in are certainly uncertain. Things change really quickly, don't they? Have you noticed that? It seems that just a few short months ago, we were beginning to get quite comfortable with how things were, certainly in terms of COVID-related stuff. That was going down. We think, oh, maybe we're through the worst of this, and you know, we're getting more relaxed about things, and life is starting to open up, and then very quickly, just something happens, and things change. Now we're all sitting here with masks, and many of you are joining us once again online. It seems that very quickly things can change. Well, life is like that, isn't it? Things do change quickly sometimes. And sometimes life can feel very uncertain. Just in a few moments, you can go from being very sure about things and knowing what's going on, and sometimes just like that, things change. But you know, living in uncertain times is not unique to us. Living in times that are uncertain and you're not sure how things are going to work out, we are not the first generation to live in that sort of environment. We're not the first people on the planet to live with questions about how things are going to work out, what life is going to look like. Plenty of generations before us have faced similar things and asked similar questions. And actually, in Scripture, there's numerous examples of some of our Bible heroes who did live in very uncertain times. I mean, we haven't got long this morning. I mean, there's a long list of people we could look at, people like David. And we think of King David, don't we? And when he was reigning, but I think of the, the run-up to that. And when he was being chased by Saul, when he was hiding out. You know, he, times were pretty uncertain for him then. All right, Daniel. We'll, we'll come back to Daniel in a moment. He lived in some pretty uncertain times. Jesus' disciples. The early church. In the Roman Empire there. That was pretty uncertain. Certainly when persecution started. The first recipients of the book of Revelation. They are living in pretty uncertain times. And lots of others too. But I say we look at Daniel, and we will. So if you've got a Bible with you, if you'd like to turn or scroll, please, to Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to read some verses starting at verse 1. Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius, the king, to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom, with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. But they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we'll never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless 
It has something to do with the law of his God. So, these administrators and satraps went to the group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal advisors, sorry, the royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce a decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Daniel in the lion's den is a popular children's Bible story, isn't it? You know, if you've ever been in Sunday school as a young age, if you've ever taught kids' church in probably any church you've been in, I bet you've looked at Daniel and the lion's den. Have you not? But think about it. I don't think it's really a kid's story. I mean, when you, when you think about it, we've got some pretty ferocious lions here whose entire job and reason for existence is to maul people to death. I mean, it's not really child-friendly for seven-year-olds, is it? <laughs> and in Daniel 6 here, we find Daniel himself the victim of a setup by jealous colleagues. His was a workplace that, it seems, was not a great place for him to be in. It was full of backbiting and gossip. That sound familiar to anybody's workplace? Some of you might think so. Now, his being set up by colleagues who want to see his downfall. There are those around him who are jealous of his success jealous of his promotion and want to do something about it to bring him down and get that position for themselves. But, you see, they know that the only way they could get to him was if it was something to do with the law of his God, as Scripture puts it. Daniel clearly had a reputation, a reputation where God was number one in his life. And other people saw it, and other people knew it. No fault or complaint could be found about his work or his conduct of government affairs. So they had to find another way to set him up. Well, let's just pause for a moment. Before we look at that other way, what a testimony that, quote, they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. The ESV puts it. If you are at work, just think for a moment. Let me ask you this. Would your colleague say that about you? No ground for complaint or any fault 
because you're faithful. No error or fault can be found. What would your colleagues say about you? Would they say that? What might your boss say about you? Or how about those who work for you? Would they say the same? What a testimony. What an example of a follower of God. What a testimony that Daniel had there. He's known as a believer, known as somebody who puts God first in his life. And he's known as such a faithful and reliable worker. You know, I think there's a challenge to us there. Would you agree? So, let's get back to the main point. Daniel's colleagues are devising a plan to trap him. And they persuade the king to issue a new law. They go to him saying, we've all agreed this king. That's not true. Daniel clearly wasn't part of that conversation. But anyway, they go to the king saying, go king, we've agreed all this. We think you're so wonderful that everyone should pray to you. And they sort of flatter the king and persuade him to issue this decree, this new law that cannot be repealed. Remember that. And so he issues this edict, issues this new law that people should only pray to him for 30 days. And once the king had agreed, it was only a matter of time until Daniel found out. And just think about it for a moment. Consider what has happened here. The king has passed a new law that people should only pray to him for the next 30 days. And bear in mind, we're in a culture and time where the king is all-powerful. And he can issue these sort of edicts and crazy laws with some fairly serious consequences because he's king. And that's what he does. Anyone praying to anybody or anything else for the next 30 days will be cast into the den of lions. You know, this is not some idle slap on the wrist. This is not a small fine. This is not even prison for a month or two. This is certain death. Now, these are not friendly lions. I'm not sure if there's such a thing as friendly lions. Maybe in the classic children's version of the story, there are. They look quite friendly. Listen, I'm telling you, they're not. These lions are not friendly. These are hungry, aggressive kept for the purpose of eating people, lions. Daniel is most certainly living in uncertain times. Would you agree? Suddenly things have changed for him in a moment. So he's got some options now. <clears throat> he's heard about this crazy law that the king has made, being persuaded by his colleagues, so he's now got some options. What does he do? He could stop praying to God for the next 30 days, couldn't he? He could sort of lie low, take some time out sick, you know, just hide away and um, just wait for the, the 30 days to pass. He could do that. He could continue to pray, couldn't he? But he could say, well, you know what? I'll pray in secret for a month. That'll be good, won't be seen. Or he could carry on as before and face the consequences. I wonder, what would you do? 
Put yourself in the story for a moment. Imagine that you are Daniel. You're not just reading back now about a, an occasion in history that has passed and it's a story we know how it finishes because we've read it before. Just imagine that you're in this situation now. You are Daniel. What would you do? What would your choice be? How would you respond? What would you do in these uncertain times? Might you think, well, you know what? It's only a month, okay? And I know God loves me, so you know, if I don't pray for a month, I know he'll still love me. Maybe that's the best thing you might say. Maybe that's the best thing to, to not pray for a month and to save your life and then can start praying again. Maybe you'd say that. Or perhaps you might say, well, I could pray in secret. I think that's an option that Daniel had. He might go, he might have said this. Maybe you'd say that. Maybe you'd say, well, I know it's only if I'm seen to be praying, because they've got to see me to catch me, so I could find a little quiet room, rather than the room that everyone knows I pray in, and we'll open windows to Jerusalem and so on, but I could find a little room in the back corner of my house where nobody would see me, and I could pray there, you might say. Or would you just carry on? Would you say, no, I'm going to carry on just as I was before and keep on praying in the same way. I wonder what would you do? How would you look forward in those sort of uncertain times? Well, friends, we know the story, don't we? We know what happens. We know that Daniel continues just as he did before. He doesn't stop praying. He doesn't hide things. He carries on. And I'm sure you're familiar with the story. You know that when the king hears about this, he immediately regrets his crazy decision and rather foolish law. Does all he can to try and get out of it and repeal it. He can't and realizes that the only option is for Daniel to face the lions. So Daniel's led off the lions and God delivers him by keeping the mouths of the lions shut. Praise God. We know that because we read it back in the story. Daniel didn't know that. He's facing these uncertain times, not knowing how the story is going to end. Not knowing quite what will happen. He's got no guarantee that if he carries on praying, God will shut the mouths of the lions. He has to trust God in these uncertain times. You know, it's easy for us. We can look back, we can read the scripture, we go, oh, we know how it ends. It's okay, Daniel, don't worry. Listen, he didn't know that. He had to trust God in these uncertain times. Friends, I want to encourage you this morning. Daniel had to trust God in some crazy times. You read through his life, he had some major adventures with God and had to trust God in some very challenging situations. Been dragged away from home, new environment and culture. But he learned what it was to trust God. And so when the whole lion thing came around, he's like, you know what? I've trusted God before 
and I'm going to trust God again. Because he knew that God was faithful. And friends, I want to encourage you this morning that you can be reassured too that God is faithful. No matter what you're facing as we go into 2022, no matter what situation you find yourself in, God is faithful. He is good. He is kind. He is loving. He always has been, and he always will be. I think it's interesting that in these uncertain times that Daniel found himself in, what did he do? He just carried on doing the basics. Going to keep on praying. Going to keep on meeting with God. Going to keep on trusting him. And let God work it out. And there's some lessons for us there, aren't there? In uncertain times, keep on doing the basics. Reading his word. Spending time with him. Thanking him for his goodness and his faithfulness. Keeping in fellowship with believers. If you're unable to in person, at least online. Staying in contact with one another. Encouraging one another. No matter what you're facing this morning, you do not have to collapse and give up. But God has got a way through for you. Whatever lion is, the lion is that you're facing this morning, there is a way through for you that God wants to lead you in. You know, none of us know how things are going to work out over the next few weeks and months and a year. We've got lots to be thankful for, looking back over the last couple of years, but certainly with the whole COVID pandemic, there's still some questions, aren't there? There's still some uncertainties. There's still some choppy waters ahead to navigate. And maybe your situation, maybe your circumstances, maybe how life has turned out for you, there are some unknowns, some uncertainties, uncertainties in the months ahead. Listen, you can be assured that God is faithful. He was faithful to Daniel and he'll be faithful to you. I love the account of Peter walking on the water. Maybe you know the story in the, in the Gospels. Jesus comes towards the boat they're in and Peter goes, hey Lord, if it's you, can I get out and walk on the water as well? This is my paraphrase. Jesus tells him to come. And there he is walking on the water while he's looking at Jesus all is well. When he looks around at the wind and the waves and the water, he's like, oh, I'm walking on water. What's going on here? That's when he starts to sink. When he's looking at Jesus, he finds he got a way through. I think there's a lesson there for us, don't you? I think the same thing was true for Daniel. He kept looking to God. God led him through. Peter on the water kept looking at Jesus. Jesus led him through. Now, in times like we're living in, and maybe in the circumstances that you're facing, it's very easy to focus on the situation, isn't it? There's the COVID stuff, you know, constant news briefings, daily infection figures, prime ministerial statements. Now, all of these can be helpful, but all of these can eat away at your faith and trust in Jesus. 
I wonder, are you more into daily briefings or daily readings? Are you consuming more newspaper or New Testament? Is your most used app BBC or NIV? Are you feeding your faith, friends? Are you feeding your faith, feeding your soul? What did Daniel do in uncertain times? He carried on praying just as he had done before. And it was that which sustained him, that which gave him faith to see things through. So listen, as we finish, as we look forward to the year ahead, I want to encourage us, friends, to see things with eyes of faith. There are unknowns, yes. There are uncertainties, but there are also some knowns and some certainties. There are some certainties about God's love, about his goodness, his faithfulness, his plans for you, his promises over you. Friends, that hasn't changed. And it doesn't change. And I want to encourage us to be looking forward to the year ahead. I'm excited about our week of prayer and fasting in a couple of weeks' time. We've got some things we're going to pray into as a church. I'm really praying that we'll see people saved this year. That God will grow his church. That we'll be able to impact the city of Derby and beyond with the love and good news of Jesus. We'll be able to serve more people with the Love Derby initiatives and other things that we're doing. And we're going to say to people, God loves you and we're going to show you how. None of that's going to stop. All of that needs to advance and keep going this year because that's what we're called to. Even in the midst of uncertain times, let's look forward to all that God wants to do in us, with us, and through us. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together and I'll pray as we close. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can learn so much from the life of Daniel. And it's these few minutes we've spent considering this account of this period of his life and these uncertain times that he was living in. Thank you that his example has much to teach us. And we pray this morning that you would stir our faith, that you would encourage and strengthen and fortify us. God, would we be those who seek to encourage one another when times are uncertain or tough? Would we be those who remind one another of your promises in Scripture and your faithfulness and goodness? And would we, we be those who bring that good news to those around us? We ask it in your name. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. <clears throat> Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Please don't rush off. We've got tea and coffee and edible goodies which are served in the box rooms. That's out of the doors there and left through into the box. You can um, stay in there or bring refreshments back into the cinema and you can obviously take your mask off as you eat and drink. God bless you. Have a great week. If you're online, God bless you too. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday here at 10 o'clock.
listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.